Welcome. Welcome to Soma Podcast. And I just want to thank everybody. I had great support yesterday, podcast number one. And today we're entering into podcast number two. So, I just want to let everyone know that uh, I hope you're having an absolutely blissful and absolutely ecstatic day. And if not, uh, hopefully we can create and have a breakthrough in this session. Okay, so yesterday we talked about discipline, the necessity. We talked about a little bit about, you know, where we can put our, our integrity, manifesting our integrity into our lifestyle, things like waking up early, having a sadhana practice, very important, and uh, all, all of those things. We need to remember why we are existing. See, during these times where there is insecurity, Fundamentally, nobody can deny that there's some level of insecurity manifesting from whatever external stimulation we're experiencing. But fundamentally, we need to remember why are we existing? We exist to manifest our highest potential. We exist to manifest the fullness the completion of our consciousness. In Sanatana Dharma, there is a word called Purnatva. P-O-O-R-N-A-T-V-A. And Purnatva is the principle of completion, fullness. Our nature is fullness. From fullness, fullness, if fullness is taken out of fullness, fullness remains And this is our nature. When Buddha talks about emptiness, he talks about the mind. The mind must become empty. The mind, the the shunya. The mind is nothingness. So when the mind becomes nothingness, the being expresses its fullness. We, today I want to talk about logic. We have something called binary, rational, irrational logic. And then we have something called multidimensional logic. And multidimensional logic, you can't even call it as a logic. It's just an absolute clarity. It's an absolute knowingness. It's being able to see reality without blind spots. Our worst enemy is our binary logic. To manifest the fullness of our consciousness, we need to go beyond the limitations of binary logic. Binary logic is a self-destructive mechanism. Our schools and our educations and our social conditioning taught us to use 
binary logic, this logic that's so rational that it's irrational. But it doesn't see that it's irrational. If it saw that it's irrational, it would unclutch from both the rational and irrational expression. If you look at our world today, what are we suffering with the most? We're suffering with non-integrity. So much corruption. So much of cunningness. Our education system, our food system, our medical system. In every field, every important life field, there is intense corruption. There's intense cunningness. And the thing is about cunningness, non-integrity, when you lie to yourself, the first time you do it with self-justification, so you feel self-righteous to do it, then you convince yourself of the lie itself. And once you are convinced, you are, you are caught in delusion, maya. So the seed of multidimensional logic grows on the foundation called integrity. Binary logic is actually a byproduct of non-integrity. Unfortunately, we're conditioned. See, kids, if you notice kids, they're just so innocent. They're just so raw and truthful. Until we condition them to be dumb, dull donkeys. Kids are just bubbling. They're overflowing with life energy. They're so expressive. They're so multidimensional. Their multidimensional logic is just fully flowered. But we can't, you know, the conditioned logic cannot cannot handle that. It's too dynamic. We have so many energies within us. Yeah, energy to plan, discern, the energy to uh, visualize, the energy to, dis- to make decisions, the energy to digest sensory impressions. So many energies. And these energies self-contradict each other when integrity is not present, when we don't integrate ourselves. When we integrate ourselves, we open up this multidimensional logic. We go beyond this rational, irrational, binary logic. When you look at what's going on in the agricultural fields, if you look at what's going on in the health uh, field, if you look at what's going on in the academia field, you can, you can see when, well, hopefully you can see, when you come to awareness, when you look into things, you'll see the blind spots. All blind spots is binary logic. All blind spots manifest from non-integrity. See, in, integrity in Sanatana Dharma, in Vedic tradition, is known as Satya. Satya means a very cheap translation or superficial way of understanding satya is just honesty. But honesty is moral and ethical. See, satya is something so much more than that. Satya is the core of your being expressing itself as it is, without any any conditioning or corruption, without any delusion. And from satya, 
you are free from maya. Maya means delusion. Delusion is a byproduct of binary logic. When our logic is stunted by this irrational, rational expression, or rational, you can look at it either way, rational, irrational, rational, irrational. It's binary. It's dual-based. It's based on duality. Dual perception is extremely limited. It serves no function. See, what happens is society conditioned us into this binary logic as a survival mechanism. Our identity is based on binary logic because we thought we were conditioned to use it as a survival mechanism. And you can say it does serve some role, right? It, you're you need to protect your yourself in society. But what happens is it, it lost its original role, which is the role of a servant. And it took over the role of the master, meaning it consumed the identity. Satya means, I, integrity means your true identity is the source of your cognition, of your perception, of your decision making. The minute we were conditioned into this space of non-integrity, we lost our true identity. Our true identity is not what we think it is. Our identity is basically made out of two aspects. The identity we hold inside us, in Vedic tradition this is known as mamakara, and Sans the Sanskrit word is mamakara. And the identity we project outside is known as ahamkara. So mamakara, inner image, inner identity is always powerless. It's always the self-doubting mechanism in us. The identity we project outside is always going to be arrogant, too powerful, more than what we are. And this mechanism is always going to be uh, projection. High, higher, too much, showing yourself as more than what you feel you are. But satya means your true identity, which is beyond both. Your true identity is beyond your inner image and your outer image. So when you bring integrity to your inner image and you bring integrity to your outer image, how you project yourself, if you're completely honest, and how you feel with you inside you, if you're completely honest, what happens is the two get balanced. When the two are balanced, they dissolve into the true you, which is your pure consciousness. And your pure consciousness is your satya. So when we cognize ourselves, the most deepest core of our being is our cognition, our perception of who we feel we are. If we cognize ourselves as what we truly are, then what happens is we will express ourselves with pure integrity, with the pure satya and when we express ourselves with the pure satya we start functioning with multi-dimensional logic we stop functioning with binary logic why why how is this connected basically when we forget our true identity we start using lying we, we lie to ourselves when we give ourselves a when we say we want to do something we don't do it and then we justify it. And when we tell others we're going to do something in our projection, we don't have that capacity. We don't do it. 
So the byproduct of breaking integrity is blind spots. You start living in the gray area. Basically, all your commitments with yourself and others, because you constantly break them over and over and over, we basically lose confidence on ourselves. When we lose confidence on ourselves, we justify it. And this builds up as a huge gray area. Imagine 20 commitments you gave to yourself. You didn't fulfill it. You didn't neither closed it. Because closing the commitment is another form of bringing, restoring integrity. So you neither close the commitment nor you fulfill it. So that desire is lingering. That sits in like as a residue. That residue is non-integrity. Is a blind builds up as blind spots. These blind spots don't allow us to perceive reality as it is. We start connecting our thoughts, thinking and making meaning out of our thoughts. We're not able to just perceive reality without connecting thoughts. We're not able to just be present with what is. We're constantly discerning, we're constantly connecting thoughts. Logically, we think the thoughts are connected. And then when we think the thoughts are connected logically, we make meaning out of those thoughts. When we make meaning out of those thoughts, we make decisions from those thoughts. But the foundation is faulty. The foundation is, is broken. Without a solid foundation, you picking up the mind and continuously putting your thoughts together in a logical stream is basically building your life on blind spots. Nothing but uh, gray area. So our life is a lie. Our, our very identity is a lie. And then we make decisions, major decisions based on this identity. These fa- this false identity. And actually we become a disfragmented identity. With one person we act one way. With another person, notice when you're with one person how you behave. When you're with another person that's near and dear to you, how you behave. How when you're with people you don't know and you're just being introduced for the first time, how you behave with those people. So we become a disfragmented. We lose our fullness. We lose our completion. We lose our wholeness. And in losing this wholeness, we lose the ability to operate multidimensionally. See, if we were complete, if we were integrated, if all these multi-dimensions of our personality were whole, were integrated, we would see reality as it is, perceive it as it is, cognize our self, our being as it is, and we would express from that clarity. Then we know what we want. In multidimensional logic, you absolutely know what you want. And you're extremely confident in expressing because all your energies are integrated. There's absolute clarity. You don't, you can't, it's almost like you can't even put into words, but you know your purpose. You know your, you know the meaning of why you exist and you're enjoying that process. The expectation loads are not there. And so you just relate with existence as it is. You're able to function in a multidimensional way. And you're free from the binary logic. Duality doesn't play a major role in your decision making. See, that's the problem. When you are caught in binary logic, duality plays the biggest role in your decision making. Duality 
is the nature of delusion. So when you're caught in this dual perception, you're not seeing reality as it is. I'll make this practical. When you think the you have some sweet you really like, you think the sweet is going to give you joy. And you think the sweet's going to give you joy forever. So as you're eating it, that, there's a moment comes when, you know, your body tells you to stop. Well, you don't stop. What you do is you keep eating more than your body is telling you to stop because you think, oh, well, this pleasure is never going to go away. It's very subtle. But you think, oh, this pleasure is never going to go away. It's going to stay with me forever. It's going to be eternal. Well, that pleasure, because you're trying to squeeze pleasure from something which is ephemeral, which is, is not eternal, due to the movement of time, that turns on you. Basically, the pleasure turns to pain. And you can notice this. When you eat one sweet that you really like, you really enjoy the sweet, and then you, you eat more of it, and then if you eat too much, you feel sick. It's not enjoyable anymore. But in the moment when you decided to override your body's signals, you basically um, thought that you're going to be able to experience this pleasure eternally. It's very subtle, but that's usually what happens. Then when you're caught in the pain, you think the pain is going to be there eternally. You think the pain is never going to uh, go away. And then you try your best to, you're in an anxiety to get out, get out of it. So... In binary logic, we start experiencing life from duality, pain and pleasure, good and bad, uh, love and love and hate, and all these things. And then we start to make decisions based on this. And we can't make the best decision possible because the best decision possible is going to come from absolute clarity. The best decision possible is going to come from being powerful. Fear is the byproduct of binary logic. So if you think very subtly that fear is going to empower you. See, some people think that being fear is being self-cautious. That it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a strength in their decision making. That it's going to be an aid, an asset. Well, the reality is no. The reality is when the situation comes, if you thought fear was going to be a great... Uh, protection mechanisms so that you can make a proper decision, what ends up happening is you get overwhelmed. And then when you're overwhelmed, you become powerless. And when you're powerless, you just withdraw. So what's the solution? The solution is step into your fullness. Step outside of the binary logic. It's, it's the funniest thing because some people say, well, how do you do that? Well, the reality is First, you need to understand it's neither hard nor easy. Going beyond the mind, going beyond logic is neither hard nor easy. The minute you say it's easy, you're not going to do it. The minute you say it's hard, you're not going to do it. If you say, oh, this is easy, then you say, oh, it's too good to be true. Then you don't do it. If you say, oh, it's too hard, then you know you feel overwhelmed. You're not going to do it. So the reality is going beyond the logic, the binary logic, is neither hard nor easy. It just is. It's actually our nature, our brain, our whole neurological network, all the synapses, all the neurons are hardwired to reflect reality as it is. So by our very nature, our brain is hardwired 
to reflect existence. Our brain is the blueprint of our mind. So the mind is almost, if you take the brain, if you want to analyze it, the brain is like a mirror and the mind is like the reflection off that mirror. So if your mirror is clean, your reflection is going to be pure to the original. So reality is like a light bulb. Your brain is like your brain, body, nervous system, hardware is like a mirror. And the reflection is the software. You can say the mind. By nature, the reflection is a delusion. So you don't want to be caught in the reflection. So if the mirror is pure, the mirror will reflect the light as it is without a distortion. So if you've been to one of those carnivals and you see like the whole, the silly mirrors, you'll see what I'm talking about. The distorted mirrors do not allow you to see the reality as it is. So this is very similar to what I'm talking about. Breaking binary logic, and we're going to move into how this relates to our body, how this relates to our physiology. Because the solution to going beyond the mind is not through thinking. You can't think your way out of thought. Because thought is conditioned. Thought comes from what's called an engram, an engraved memory. In Sanskrit, Vedic tradition is called a samskara. So these samskaras are rooted in our biology, our biomemory. So our biomemory is storing all these samskaras, these engraved memories. So the logic is a byproduct of these engraved memories. And I can give a rough equivalent to strong emotions as these biomemory engraved memories. So these engrams, these engraved memories, call them patterns, is the source of your logic. So how can that logic go beyond its source? How can the effect go beyond the cause? It's going to get caught and it's a vicious cycle. So you can't think your way out of the mind. It's impossible. What you need to do is learn to simply renounce the mind. And this is probably the most absurd theory because in, in especially in the modern day world where education teaches us, uh, you think, therefore you are. I think there was um, a poet or something in the early centuries that said, I think, therefore I am. And the reality is you think, therefore you're not. <laughs> the minute you start thinking, you don't exist <laughs> because now you're in, a, you're in delusion. Now, what I'm saying is not you don't exist without thought. What I'm saying is binary logic, conditioned thought, is no longer the master of the operating software controlling your hardware. Your decision-making is no longer bound by conditioned thought, which is bin binary, dual, irrational, and illogical, right? So when we come back to this integrity that I'm talking about, integrity is a direct method to break binary logic. What is integrity? Integrity is knowing that your truth is consciousness. Knowing that your true identity is consciousness. And consciousness is beyond the binary logic. When you understand you are consciousness, when you cognize in your core that you are consciousness, that you, well, consciousness is just a word I'm giving, but... 
the source of mind and body. That you're not limited to mind and body, you're mind and body also. When you realize you're something more than your body and you're something more than your thought currents and your engraved emotions, when you start cognizing you're something more, what happens is you start experiencing the gap between thoughts. Spontaneously, you relax between the thoughts. You don't take thoughts and connect them. Connecting thoughts is the original sin. That is eating the fruit out of the garden of uh, the tree. The uh, garden of Eden, the tree with the fruit, that you know, the forbidden fruit. Connecting your thoughts is the original sin, so to speak. So when you learn to unclutch, to renounce your thought currents, you learn to exist in the space between thoughts. That becomes your parking space. The parking space of your existence becomes the space between thoughts. Now you have access to your consciousness. Only in the space between thoughts do you have access to your consciousness. The minute you pick up your thought currents and you start connecting them, making meaning, and then making decision out of that, you lose your access to your consciousness. So deciding to unclutch, deciding to dis uh, renounce your thought currents is spontaneously going beyond the mind. Now, if you're strongly conditioned to picking up your thoughts, this is going to be very difficult. And this is the whole art of meditation. The whole art of meditation is nothing but learning to exist in the gap between thoughts. The more and more you can start unclutching from your thoughts, you experience a gap of silence. The gap of silence in between your thoughts is your consciousness. That's the real you. If you start resting there more and more, what happens is that gap becomes more and more. Now, our brain is hardwired for the state. Our neurology, our neurological network, our nervous system, our brain grooves are hardwired to exist in the gap between thoughts. Unfortunately, we have toxins. And the toxins weaken our nervous system, clog and calcify our brain grooves, and makes unclutching, renouncing the thought currents, going beyond the mind, impossible. So one way that we can start to liberate ourselves from the binary logic which is the source of all our suffering, and start perceiving reality as it is, is, yes, using the will to unclutch, deciding to renounce the thought currents. So you get a thought current. It can be any thought current. Write down your thought currents for 10 minutes. You'll see that the first one and the last one have nothing to do with each other. They're completely irrational. It's not connected. There's no way that they connect. You can see this for yourself. You can do your self-experiment. Write down, not even 10 minutes, even five minutes is enough to see how is your first thought and that thought at five minutes even relatively connected. So you basically will realize at that point that your this your what you think as logic is actually completely irrational. 
what you think is rational logic is completely irrational. Again, we're conditioned to function under irrational logic. When we do that, we cut off this multidimensional possibility. So detoxifying our body is the best methodology along with deciding to renounce your thought currents. These two are the best methodologies. They actually work hand in hand. It's a virtuous cycle. So the more you detoxify your body, you get the toxins out of your brain, you get the toxins out of your nervous system, you start strengthening your nervous system. What you'll find is that you're, you want to unclutch. You want to be in the space between thoughts. You start enjoying the, that silence. See, the, what I'm talking about is not laziness. See, someone thinks, well, without mad thoughts, how can I operate my existence? First of all, I'm not saying not have thoughts. This is not saying not have thoughts. What I'm saying is when you stop connecting thoughts, making meaning and taking decisions from those thoughts, what happens is the spontaneous natural integrity starts to come forth. So then thoughts take a new form instead of it being a a bundle of thoughts and you're just connecting them. And pushing that emotion and forcing the emotion to drag from one thought to another to another. You're free from that whole process. And then thoughts almost become just a signal. A signal from your consciousness. Hey, do this. And you just execute. It's just a clarity and a spontaneousness that manifests. And that's what I'm saying is integrity. See, no one can teach you anything. You know everything. Whoever created mathematics, whoever created science, whoever created all these subjects, they came from a source. That source is your consciousness. We human beings are hardwired. We're programmed. Our brains are programmed to access this consciousness. And it's very empowering. All right, so we have a question. I'm going to answer a question. What about choosing your thoughts? Well, that's what I'm saying. So when you learn to unclutch from your thoughts... What happens is then you have the ability to use your mind like a tool. It no longer binds you. See, when you're caught under the umbrella of your mind, you're stuck. Say say in your inner space you have 100,000 acres of land. But if you're caught by your mind, you can only experience one acre. And that one acre, if you're using it to grow vegetables, well, that's all you can use. You can't use the roads and the dams and the houses and the whole hundred thousand acres. You're stuck to that. So when you connect your thought currents and you make meaning out of those connected thought currents, those clutched mind, the meaning is the conditioning, the patterns. So until you learn to exist by unclutching, by creating that clarity, by breaking the connection of thoughts, when you learn to take a step back, What happens is you learn to exist in that 100,000 acres. From there, you can pick up the thought currents you want. You can choose the thought currents you want. And that is integrity. Integrity is taking the thought you want to manifest and just basically inserting it into your consciousness and allowing it to express itself. And that's how you use your will. Right? So you... First, you learn as a lifestyle to be unclutched, 
to learn to renounce, renounce, renounce. When a thought comes, renounce it. When a thought comes, renounce it. Then when it comes to making major decisions, you can pick up whatever you want because now the load of the past is not there. It's not sitting. See, what stops integrity, what stops us expressing our consciousness is our past. Our past is loaded with layers and layers and layers of conditioning. Layers and layers and layers of engrams, incompletions, patterns. So this past does not allow you to choose, consciously choose the thoughts you want to manifest the reality, to manifest your future. It's only when you create space. It's only when you continuously unclutch, unclutch, unclutch as a lifestyle. Unclutching should be a lifestyle. Unclutching from your thought currents. Renouncing your thought currents. Renunciation should be a a lifestyle. Then, when it comes down to making decisions, you don't really even choose your thoughts. The most perfect thoughts, the most perfect desires, it just spontaneously expresses to you. It's almost like signals coming from your consciousness. And that's called in, in Sanskrit, buddhi. See, manas is mind. In Sanskrit, in in Sanatana Dharma, manas is the mind. Buddhi is our intelligence. Our intelligence is how our consciousness expresses through us. Manas, the mind, is how our patterns, our engrams, our samskaras express through us. So you can either operate from buddhi, which is multidimensional logic, as I touched on in the beginning, Or you can operate from manas, which is binary logic. So I'm not even saying that. See, there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to uh, being in the moment, being in the present moment, uh, being desireless. These all need to be understood much deeper. You cannot, with binary logic, you can't understand what that really means. Right? So being in the moment means being able to witness past, present, and future playing simultaneously and spontaneously if you're stuck in the past you're just going to project that onto the future and being in the moment being present means you can see the past as it is and you can see the future as it is as of now the future is nothing but our projected past and our past is nothing but the way we want our future to be, but based on our past conditioning. So we don't really know what we want in the future. We're completely confused. In the morning, we want one thing. 10 minutes later, we want something else. And those two conflict each other. And then in the afternoon, we want something else. And then that conflicts with the two things that conflicted earlier. So we don't have any clarity as to what we want because we're stuck in the binary logic. Because we're stuck in this non-integrity, all these blind spots, we don't know what we want. We can only know what we want when we're absolutely clear. We can only know what we want when our consciousness is expressing through our, through our buddhi, through our intelligence. So manas needs to become dead. There's a beautiful um, Vedic uh, Sanskrit uh, sloka, which... Is it's called uh, Turiya. Turiya is like the uh, 
the superconscious state. Turiya Sampantan. And Turiya Sampantan means offering the flowers in the garden of Turiya. And then there's another, uh, there's another uh, chant that follows, which means uh, uh, Manasya is basically the mind, the Manas, and it's just being offered in the, fla- in the, the garden of Turiya. So Manasya Turiya Sampantan. So we're offering the mind, the Manas, into the garden of Turiya. We're offering our binary logic into the garden of our superconsciousness. And the flowers, the flowers that come out of the superconsciousness is the buddhi, the intelligence, the multidimensional logic. And this is what I call integrity. So when you're caught in binary logic, you can't have integrity. When you're caught in this irrational, rational, binary logic based on all these samskaras, based on all these engrams, based on all these blind spots. You don't know who you are and you don't know what you want. You think you know what you want, but the minute you analyze into it, you're very clear this is not what you want. You know what you want, you don't know what you want. That's basically modern day man's dilemma. That's why you see the depression of success and the depression of failure. You go for something and when you have it, you feel empty. Or you want something, you can't have it, and you feel empty. You want to have all this money and be a millionaire. And by the time you get there, you completely realize the futility of it. Or you real, you're in poverty, you can't get there, and you're depressed. In both cases, depression of success or depression of failure shows the futility of the binary logic. And shows we don't know what we want. As a society, we're not conditioned in clarity. So having the absolute clarity, when Buddha says nirvana, the nothingness, the mind becomes nothing. Now the Atma can shine forth. And that's what our true nature is. That's what the expression of our being is. This fullness, this this completion. So I'm going to try to put it clearly. As a lifestyle, unclutch from your thoughts. Learn to exist in the gap between thoughts. It's not that thoughts won't come. They will come. But connecting the thoughts, making meaning, and taking decision from those meanings, that process starts to relax. You basically start to come into absolute clarity, absolute awareness. In that awareness, then integrity comes forth. You just know what you need to do. That's multidimensional logic. That's integrity. You just know who you are and you know what your purpose is. And you just express spontaneously. Then you can say, so from beyond the mind, you can pick up the mind and use it. It's flowers and you can't even call it mind on that point. It's intelligence. It's the buddhi. The buddhi expresses. When buddhi is predominant, you're in that clarity, you're in that consciousness, you're in, in that hundred acres of land. That one acre of land is not too much of a big deal. It's not, it's negligible. So we need to understand being in the moment and all these things, it's not so much just being in silence. See, multidimensional logic functions, see, from binary logic, you think, Oh, well, to be in the present moment, 
It means you have to be absolutely silent, which means you cannot have any thoughts. That's not what this means at all. That's not how it works. Maybe when you're learning to settle from the binary logic, when you're learning to unclutch and have that gap, maybe at those times you'll experience some silence. But really, that's not so much what's important. What's what's important is the awareness that gives you the space, that gives you the inner space. And this inner space starts to grow, starts to expand. And then the mind is there. Your thoughts are there. And from that space, you 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 can say pick them up and connect them, but really you... it. It happens spontaneously. It's almost like now. I'm not planning what I'm saying, but I'm choosing to speak. In that speak, my thoughts are just lined up, right? But this moment, if I want, I can see I'm not connecting any thoughts. So without connecting thoughts, so many thought currents are expressing. Now, if I were to have been in my head connecting thoughts and trying to make meaning out of all these thoughts and trying to plan, pre-plan what I'm going to say as I'm saying it, that to me sounds like a chaotic nightmare. So learning to handle the chaos in the order, in the order in the chaos in your brain is this unclutching. In an unclutched way, your logic actually works better. Isn't that funny? So when you drop from the logic, your logic becomes extremely sharp. And your logic is able to penetrate reality as it is. You can be good at anything. Anything you put your awareness on. This is um, in, in Sanatana Dharma and Vedic tradition. There's a word for this. Sarvanya. Sarvanya. Sarvanya means... Does it... Translates into all knowing, but of course, binary logics and say, well, all knowingness, that means you should know everything. No, that's not what it means. It means whatever you put your awareness on, you're, you just understand it. There's just a deep knowingness without the way we think, like we think know everything, like book knowledge, memorize it all. And that's the thing, right? The, our education system trained us so deeply into binary logic. Binary logic is stressful because you're forced to pick up your memory. Memory, when you unclutch, you're free from your memory. Memory doesn't, the the past doesn't sit on you as a load. If you're constantly clutching onto the past, what's going to happen is you're going to create tension. Why does a doctor... I don't even want to talk about doctors right now. Why does some professions pay you more than others? It's because their memory bank is more and their ability to retrieve memory is is better. Unfortunately, you may have a huge table memory um, and that's great. That means that that career came naturally to you. But schooling teaches us to create forced, broad memory, but it's not table memory. It's not memory that comes natural to you. It's all strained memory. That's why if you've ever taken a test and you forget the, the whole subject you studied a few days after the test is over, it's because you're, you force strain that memory. 
So when you're doing a career or business and you hate it, it's because you're doing something that's not in your integrity. You're you're not able to just if you in if you're unclutched, whatever you absorb to your senses, your memory picks it up without the load, without the the engram sitting on like a past conditioning. So that whole past is almost liberated from any type of uh any type of emotional strain. So now your memory is completely, it's vast and there's no tension. You can just pick things up. Whatever you want, the whole file will just come and flood through. But if you're forcing to hold on to memory and that's what schooling does, that's what schooling did is it forced the memory. I hope my live here is still going yeah i think it is disconnect okay this shows that i am okay so this forced memory is the problem and when there we go okay i see my live stream going now when this forced memory is condensing 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 what ends up happening is we can it's almost like a hard the the software gets overloaded when you have too many high resolution pictures in your database, it shuts down the hardware. And that's what happens. Our brain is actually like an internet connection. And it actually has access to all memory, infinite memory. But we use our brain more like um like a storage unit. And we think, oh, it only has this much this much capacity. No. So the more you learn to unclutch, the more that free space starts to open up essentially what happens is the the memory doesn't sit as a heavy load on you and whatever you want to retrieve just comes and stands in a queue and is ready to express spontaneously you don't need to plan anything and whatever you're experiencing this sarvanya sarvanya this all-knowingness it just simply means your awareness is able to grasp reality as it is and you're able to understand its secrets reality starts to reveal the cosmos starts to reveal its secrets to you so if you want to learn an instrument you can pick it up and you can and naturally by being aware the awareness is the ultimate way to use your brain this multi-dimensional logic starts to awaken and all of a sudden you can do things that you you thought you needed schooling to do and it's cool to learn it's cool to get some foundational things but the expansion and expression and potential manifest when you're when you're an open channel when you're just free so that and going back to our education system our education system basically taught us to connect our thoughts make meaning and store it as a memory and and use and testing right so testing you have to you have to answer a b c d you have to get your answers right and then you're graded and then you're standardized and so what happens is our logic becomes very discerning it just cuts 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 so this cutting doesn't allow us to access our deeper dimension when we're unclutched what happens is we get more into the breadth dimension we lose we go from the length dimension the logic dimension into the heart dimension and from the heart dimension we go into the being the depth dimension from being our logic and our emotions go to its peak 
But first, unclutching will take you from logic into feeling, into emotion. Right now, we all have feeling and we all have logic, but the feeling is hijacked by the logic. That's why we constantly, that's non-integrity. When we constantly are doing something which is against what we know we should be doing. This is non-integrity. So coming back to integrity. Uh, the more you unclutch, the more you'll, your integrity will reveal itself to you. And the more you operate from this unclutched space and this spontaneous integrity, the more you get rooted in your being. The more you're rooted in your being, the more you express yourself in all your energies awaken. All your multidimensional energies get integrated and maximized in their full potential. And this is the way to exist. This type of existence is called a sattvic existence. In Ayurveda and also in Vedic tradition, the whole goal is to exist in a sattvic way. Sattvic means harmonious. What's binary logic is this rajastic and tamastic way of existence. Rajas is stimulation, agitation. Uh, tamas is depression, dullness. Don't think Buddha is sitting dull, like how most people feel after a bag of uh, potato chips and some ice cream and sitting after five hours of Netflix. And your mind, and your mind's completely dull. There's no, there's no thought. That's not the, that's not the no mind state of of Buddha. The no mind state of Buddha is dynamic. So in that absolute silence, it's dynamic. That's what I'm saying. This multi dimension. There could be, there could be, all types of thought currents, all types of logic. But because you're not trying to be consistent, you're not trying to clutch one type of logic, they can all coexist and you can be beyond it at the same time. It's dynamic existence. And some of these things need to be understood because we think meditation, we think uh, spirituality is all about becoming just this dull silence. We, we, we confuse laziness, tamas, with, uh, with the peace and bliss. And we confuse rajas with this ener high energy. Having irritated, stimulated energy is you're just basically, it's the duality. You're creating the, the, the peak and you're making room for the valley. To be agitated is the binary expression of being low and depressed. And being, if you're low and depressed, you're going to become agitated. The whole point is bringing this sattvic awareness, this unclutching, this gap between the thoughts. This awareness of our integrity, learning to act upon our integrity, that whole process alchemicalizes our being, our biomemory, our muscle memory from Rajas and Thomas to Sattva. And when we're rooted and grounded in Sattva, we, Sattva is almost like having a pure, clean mirror. We can reflect consciousness as it is. And that's why doing things to promote a Sattvic lifestyle is very conducive to giving our brains, our neurology, our psychology, our brain grooves, our neurons, giving, allowing the neurons to mirror reality as it is, allowing the brain grooves to become clear and smooth, allowing the non-mechanical parts of the brain to become activated. Having a dull, dead, suppressed brain is not dynamic consciousness. Consciousness is static, but when it expresses through us, it expresses as Shakti, expresses Shakti as cosmic energy, 
cosmic expression. When that expresses through us, it's dynamic. So we can experience static consciousness and dynamic expression simultaneously and spontaneously. And that's our true nature. That's our fullness. That's our fullness. That's the way we're meant to express ourselves. So we need to break out of this binary system. So the whole topic today is understanding logic, binary logic, and breaking it. Binary logic is responsible for all this cunningness in our world today. All this fatal, fatal cunningness. We think that, uh, let's look at all the corrupt fields, medicine, academia, food industry, some of our bait, like this is how when a country goes to war another country or goes to dominate another country, the first three things they kill is the academia, the food, and the, uh, and the, and the medicine. Once you take those three factors out of a society, you, cr- you cripple a society. So the way you revive a society is through those means. Um, there's obviously more aspects, but I'm giving some basic foundations. This is where we have a huge blind spot. If you trust that the medical industry and the food industry and the academic industry is in your favor, you are blind to binary logic. You have major blind spots. You have major uh, delusion. It, you, you have to understand that integrity is not present because think about it. At first, everything's integrated. Every politician starts out with a noble mission, right? The school system promises you an education for a better future. The, the medical industry wants better health for you. The food industry, they want to feed you. They want to make sure you have food. But what happens is over time, the, when the, the, basically when the economical structure, when the infrastructure is being compromised, do these entities stand to their original principle or do they bend? Right? When you have to accommodate a certain infrastructure, what happens is usually the impulse, the Im- see, all binary logic is impulsive. The impulse is to break integrity. And why do they break integrity? To save the infrastructure, to save the wealth. And so now you lost the integrity to the original mission, vision, goal of that entity. And now it just becomes a cunning mechanism to keep itself alive, to keep the infrastructure alive. And then it becomes greedy. Because remember, like I said in the beginning, the nature of delusion, the nature of non-integrity is to believe your own lies. So when we bring integrity and we look at our, the food, food is an industry. Food is subsidized. It's made very cheaply and easily available because when you're sick, naturally, you need medicine. It, this is not... See, everyone, some people might say, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. Look into the reality and understand it's not necessarily that these entities are aware of anything and they probably are thoroughly convinced that they're doing the right thing. But when you lose, see, integrity is not moral. It's beyond moral. So we're not even looking at this as a moral judgment. There's no guilt. There's no shame. It's just 
bringing uh, light to where there's darkness. When you bring light to darkness, the darkness removes. So these industries and these entities need awareness. Compassion, of course, sympathy, love. It's okay if, you, if you're out of integrity. It's just a matter of restoring integrity. It's not about punishment. It's about restoring, coming back, breaking the blind spots. When you honestly look for a solution, by the time you've thoroughly analyzed and you've dug in the analysis with the intention of finding a solution, when you thoroughly dig in, what you find is the problem disappears. Awareness is the medicine. If you have a pain somewhere in your body, just stop distracting yourself from that pain. And you'll naturally know what foods you need to eat for that to heal. What lifestyle do you need to live for that to heal? How should I adjust my body, my bodily postures, my internal organs? How should I breathe? How should Everything will get revealed to you when you stop trying to distract yourself from the pain. If you're in depression, be completely aware of the depression. If you're in a low mood, be with the low mood. Don't try to run, trying to run away from the low mood keeps the low mood from going. By nature, Rajas turns to Thomas, Thomas turns to Rajas. By nature, the peaks go to the valley and the valley goes, goes to the peaks. By nature, pain goes to pleasure and pleasure goes to pain. This is the, the dual world. Only when you exist beyond that in the consciousness, the binary logic, it, you're beyond the binary logic, this multidimensional consciousness, you can see how the dual existence plays. You don't get perturbed by it. You don't get caught. And your decision making is not touched by dual expression. It plays no major role in your decision-making. So when you have a pain, you be aware of that pain. Sit with that pain. And you'll see the pain will dissolve. Awareness is the universal medicine. So bringing integrity back into these industries where there's major blind spots. It's not a condemning or conspiracy or anything like that. It's just be aware. Look into it. Right? If you really looked into why, don't give away your responsibility. Don't collapse. Don't get into feeling overwhelmed. Don't become powerless. Look into these aspects of reality as it is. The very aspect of looking into it dissolves the problem. That's the power of consciousness. That's the power of going beyond the multidimensional logic. And you have to train yourself because the schooling system, the educational system, the society, the family conditions you into binary logic, creates what I call, or what, my, what my mentor has taught me as powerless cognitions. Powerless cognitions are the source of our perception and decision-making that are based on patterns, drive us constantly into more and more delusion, more and more non-integrity. Cunningness becomes the strategy of our existence. When in... The core, honesty needs to become the strategy of our existence, right? So this is the whole process. And it's, don't, don't let, you know, I threw a lot of different thought currents out there, but I stayed on the subject. There's, we need to come out of the logic. We need to stop trusting log, over these overly rationalized, logic-based industries and organizations or whatever, however you want to call it. We need to start taking responsibility 
That is the only solution. Responsibility empowers you. Learn to meditate properly. Don't think you're going to sit and be in silence. It doesn't work like that.